to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Last month, May, as for the last 30 years since this show began, May is National Homos Make Me Sick Month. And somehow, I don't know how they do it, but um, wow, here's a government website for kids. Youth.gov says June is Homo Pride Month. They don't use the word homo. But June is Gay Pride Month. Now that, of course, is child abuse right there. That is child abuse to affirm to children homosexuality. That is child abuse. And on government day, those who are guilty of that crime and of that sin will stand before God. And if they haven't asked God to forgive them, then they are going to be punished and punished severely. Kellogg's, you know, the cereal company, Kellogg's Special K Frosted Flakes. They've got, I've got the images right here. They've got their cereal boxes with Kellogg's and some homo pride group, GLAD it's called. They don't even know how to spell GLAD. And they have right on the box for the kids to write their own pronouns. And they give them the template, he, him, she, her, they, them, and add your own. They've got a space for kids to add their own pronouns. When I woke, I ate Kellogg's. Now they're woke and I don't. By the way, Google, of course, too, pretty much everybody, and many Christian leaders celebrating Gay Pride, you just have to look at our list at kgov.com slash superfluous to see the list of Christian leaders and organizations and denominations that have gone gay. It's devastating. And they are mocking Jesus Christ, although he will not be mocked last. But they are mocking him because he taught us that God made us male and female. And God did that at the beginning of the creation. So Google, if you use Google Calendar, for 50 million people today, they wake up, they go to their calendar on their phone, their computer, and Google marked today as first day of Homo Pride Month in the U.S. So I immediately went into the settings on my Google Calendar. If you have Gmail, you automatically have Calendar. And I unchecked the standard U.S. calendar, the one with the holidays, so that won't happen again. And we're putting out our own calendar. You'll be able to get it. Just go to KGOV, KGOV.com. It's titled KGOV National Holidays. And so you can have all the U.S. holidays minus the Homo Pride Month. Now, we, we haven't put in there May is National Homos Make Me Sick Month because that's not a traditional holiday. So that's not in there. But we've been celebrating May like that for decades. And the reason we have observed May as Homos Make Me Sick Month, 
And by the way, it's been getting old, but, you know, after 30 years, they're still making us sick. And you too, hopefully, if you haven't gone off the cliffs of insanity or the cliffs of immorality, you know, an insurance commercial on TV, two guys at the dinner table, and then the same two guys in bed together, that should make you sick. It should bring out the gag reflex in you. Like imagining, you know, God gave us this gag reflex and what a blessing it is and how it protects you from doing things that can harm you or even kill you. Like imagining taking a bite out of a dead, putrid rat decomposing in the gutter. That should bring about the same effect as seeing two men as seeing two men in some kind of romantic context. God gave us this gag reflex, and homos will trigger it unless you're already unbalanced. If you're already crooked instead of straight in your ability to think and even to feel. Now, later in this program, I'd like to go to our page. We have a main landing page on our website about all these homosexual issues, kgov.com slash homos. That's the short form. You could use kgov.com slash homosexuality. It goes to the same page along with a half a dozen other synonyms. But I'd like to share with you the Bible verses from the New Testament where God makes it utterly clear that homosexuality is destructive, it's sin, it's also criminal. It's not only a sin. All crimes, we're talking about true crimes, not make-believe crimes that the left concocts, or even Republicans from now and then. We're talking about actual crimes. All crimes are sins, but not all sins are crime. It's not a crime to be angry with someone without cause. That's not a crime, but Jesus made it clear that is a sin. However, to murder someone is not only a crime, but also a sin. By the way, same topic, in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, today, he signed a bill banning transgender women and transgender girls from playing in school sports. So, of course, that means dudes, right? Guys. So guys cannot play in school sports that are designed for girls. By the way, whenever the media or somebody says biological male, you can just replace that with male. And when they say biological female, you could just replace that with female. Here in the studio, we don't like biological male and biological female. They're redundant. Just as Jesus described us, that God made us male and female. He didn't have to say God made us biological males and biological females. And Jesus said we were made that way from the beginning of the creation. So DeSantis, what he did here was good, of course. Of course it was good. But remember, he's running for the Republican presidential nomination. And with politicians, it's the opposite from criminal justice. In criminal justice, you're innocent until proven guilty. You are considered innocent 
until proven guilty. A politician is guilty until proven innocent. A politician, the default view is they do not deserve your support unless they have demonstrated that. And so today, the number one issue is the slaughter of the innocent, the intentional killing of innocent people, especially today of innocent children, children in the womb, and even infanticide after they're born, which is where the pro-abortion movement has been heading. We document that. I wrote an article on that at American RTL, Right to Life, AmericanRTL.org slash infanticide. But with DeSantis, the little bit you follow a politician, you see he's a typical Republican. And so he does things that are good, but even a broken clock is right twice a day. But he also does countless things that are socialist, And he is pro-abortion with exceptions. Perhaps he could end up advocating for the abolition of abortion. But he's nowhere near there, right? He is basically, he's Roe v. Wade modified. He is pro-abortion with exceptions. For example, today he signs this ban on transgenders in school sports, Well, what if the transgender has their parents' permission? Could they then play in school sports? No. But if the minor wants to kill their child, an unborn child, then if you have parental consent, he signed that bill just one year ago this month, June 2020, then with the parent's approval, the minor child can kill her unborn little baby boy or little baby girl. So there is DeSantis signing this regulation, this abortion regulation. And, of course, all regulations reauthorize the behavior that they're regulating. You might want to read an article about that. Also, I had the honor of writing for American Right to Life. So it's at AmericanRTL.org slash regulations. And, by the way, when he signed that bill, abortion with parental consent. Uh, He did so quietly. You know, why quietly? Why not say we are doing everything we can do to abolish human abortion, to abolish it, to stand up for the personhood of the unborn child? No, but he didn't want the pro-abortion Republicans, of which there are millions, to focus on what he had just done because he did that for his base. He did it for his base. And so when a politician has further ambitions, then that's when it really becomes significant that the politician is guilty until proven innocent. And so if you're a socialist, if you are pro-abortion with exceptions, yeah, not as socialist as who, Altez, right, a New York representative, not as socialist as Altez, but socialist. I mean, advocating the dozen socialist programs that we list on our website at kgov.com socialism. We list there all these programs that Republicans, even conservative Republicans support. You know, a conservative is a Republican trying to save a social program started by a liberal. That's what a conservative is today. 
And when a politician like DeSantis is guilty until proven innocent, it reminds me of Mike Pence. Remember? I mean, he had ambition. And he ended up being the vice president of the United States. Pence, he signed an anti-homosexual bill, which DeSantis in Florida, this is like an anti-homosexual thing, right? Transgenders, homos, it's all part of the same, it's all part of the same sexual immorality. So Pence signed this bill as the governor of Indiana which basically would have protected people like Jack Phillips, the baker in Colorado, who's been sued relentlessly by the homos. So he signed a bill to protect Christians from the onslaught of the homosexual agenda, but with his ambition for more political power, that backfired on him. And so within a week, he signed the opposite bill the exact opposite bill, giving the homos the so-called right to sue the Christians or the business owners. So to think that a Republican governor who does something right while he's basically campaigning for the presidential nomination, to think that that's a sign of where he will ultimately come down on a particular moral issue, fool me once, shame on you, Fool me 783 times, shame on me. And that's about what it would be in your life or my life if we let a politician fool us again. And I know, I know, we're so afraid of the left and the Democrats that we will do anything to try to stop them from winning an election. And that's actually not the standard that God expects us to live by. The standard is not fear of Kamala Harris. That's not the standard. The standard is obedience to Jesus Christ. Oh, and by the way, let's go north on the East Coast from Florida up to New York City. This story, it's almost impossible to report. It's so disgusting. They have a private school there, Dalton School. It costs $55,000 a year to send your kid. This is elementary school, $55,000 a year. And this school is so despicable, parents have complained about the sex education curriculum being used with their first graders, but the parents are scared to death to speak publicly because the school, they believe, will take retribution against them, probably kick them and their kids out. Now, that would be the best day in their kid's life if they were kicked out of this Dalton school, but the parents are deceived or actually they're willfully deceived. They're like the luckiest parents in the country because they all know that the school is trying to destroy their children. They all know that. But what they want more than anything is to keep their kids in that school. It reminds me of Augustine, St. Augustine, when his mother prayed for him with tears for years that he would become a believer in Jesus Christ. That was the one thing she did. The other thing she did was make sure that he went to get a college degree. They didn't have college degrees back then, but it was the same thing. You go for years studying with philosophers, and you end up a philosopher yourself and accepted within those kind of scholarly or academic circles. So Augustine writes that my mother had two completely contradictory goals for me because she wanted me to be a believer, 
But everything that I was taught, everything was against Jesus Christ, everything. It's as though the purpose of the education was to make sure I would reject Jesus Christ. So what in the world was my mother doing? Insisting that I go get this higher education when it was exactly the antithesis of what she knew I needed, which was faith in Jesus Christ. And that's today. Boy, that's today big time. Parents, they want their kids to trust in the Lord. And almost as though it's more than anything, they have to go to college. They have to get a degree. Now, it's not a sin to go to college, but it is unwise to expect your children, all of your children, to go and get a degree like it's just this pro forma. It's just what's required of a young person growing up. That is an unhealthy, unwise view of what it means for a young person to become an adult. And by the way, most of our young kids don't survive. So your kids might survive, or your one kid you send off to college, maybe they'll survive with their faith intact, but most of our kids don't survive. So this Dalton School in New York City, $55,000 a year, they have a first grade teacher, Ang Fonte, Ang, A-N-G, And the parents are complaining anonymously, and it ended up in the New York Post. The parents are angry, and rightly so, because this first-grade teacher has a curriculum that she has been instructing these kids with that includes descriptions of specific sexual behaviors, of specific sex acts. Now, this is the sexual abuse of children. That's what this is. This teacher should be arrested and prosecuted. And the penalty, possibly death. But the school, oh, no, no, they're not apologizing for the teacher. They're basically mocking the parents and saying, well, you parents, you're so stupid. You misinterpreted what the teacher has been doing. You misinterpreted the curriculum. Only the curriculum includes a video that the teacher showed to these six-year-olds, and the video is explicit in discussing such sex acts. So you know what the school did? They removed the video from the curriculum. Well, why did they do that? Aren't they acting on a misinterpretation? Hypocrite dogs. You know, I would issue a fat wad, except somebody might take me up on it. So the school says in its defense that we're teaching these children consent. Oh, really? You're teaching them consent? One mother complained that... It's extreme for kids to tell their own parents, you can't touch me unless I first give you permission. How's that? Kids coming home saying that. You're going to give Johnny a bath and he's going to tell you off? But far worse than that, it's way worse than that, and the New York Post I don't think is smart enough to figure this out, but it's way worse just empowering young children to consent to sex under the guise of them not being taken advantage of, these are child sex advocates. Just like Planned Parenthood has been for decades when they wrote in their Rocky Mountain Planned Parenthood newsletter, our goal as educators 
is to help students achieve sexual satisfaction. How's that from Planned Parenthood? Oh, and then they make a fortune when the girls become pregnant, and then they offer to sell them abortions to kill the baby. It's insidious. Fonte, this teacher, first grade teacher, Ang, A-N-G, Fonte, F-O-N-T-E, also discussed gender identity with the kids and gender expression during class. So if a little boy could be manipulated to say, well, when I'm in class, I, I need to act like a girl, then that teacher would be elated. And that's child abuse. One parent told the Post, we were horrified to learn this was shown to our first grade six and seven-year-olds without our knowledge or consent. That's bizarre right there. Because there are plenty of parents who are as leftist as they come and would give their consent. That's not the point. The point is not if they do like they do in Germany and have young kids watch actual porn videos, actual videotaped sexual behavior between adults, if they do that and they say, well, we object because we weren't asked to give consent. Don't you think you're missing the point? These things are inherently evil. When you bring up parental consent, you are defocusing, you are blurring what's at stake. Has nothing to do with parental consent. And then the same parents said, but it's so hard to fight back because you'll get canceled and your child will suffer. No, your child will be delivered. And you might get canceled, yeah, at that school, but you'll be blessed. Wow. And by the way, the New York Post had also reported a week earlier about this teacher, this Ang Fonti, that she had taught pornography literacy classes to 120 boys and girls at the Columbia Grammar and Preparatory School. So how's that? So this teacher needs to be arrested and prosecuted for the sexual abuse of children. So when Dr. Dobson years ago said equal rights for homosexuals, and we were devastated on this show. We've been on for 30 years. He did that 25 years ago. They had a whole campaign in Colorado, Amendment 2, equal rights, equal rights, not special rights, but equal rights for homosexuals, and that he couldn't see this is where it would all head. If the conservative Christian leaders are saying equal rights for homosexuals, where did he think the culture was going to end up if that's where the Christian leaders start? Where's the culture going to end up? And how many children would have to be destroyed before he would warn all his parents in his audience that they needed to get their kids out of public schools? And if it's a private school that is not based on a biblical Christian worldview, get your kids out. They're just as bad in homeschool. And if you can't figure out how to homeschool with your current economic situation, then downsize if you can. There's nearly always a way. How often is it that you have to give your child over to a terrorist? You just have to because you can't afford not to do it. Now, that doesn't happen, right? But the economic context created not only by the Democrats, but also by the Republicans has made it extremely difficult for parents to see through to the reality that they don't need the government schools and that government schools are destructive. DeSantis, he's against the government schools, right? 
Ta! Imagine that. Imagine if he were against the government schools. I mean, everyone in the world would know that the governor of Florida is against the, the government schools. Of course he's pro-government school. Because all Republicans are pro-government school, even though it's the one program that has destroyed more children than any other program in the history of the world, government education. And they're all pro-government school because they don't see a way to get political power if they're against government schools. So at our website, kgov.com slash homos, and then if you add an anchor into a page, like kgov.com slash homos, and then the pound sign, verses, you'll go to our list of Bible verses against homosexuality. The New Testament, Paul writes to Timothy, the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the unholy and profane, for murderers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for perjurers. Isn't that something? For sodomites. He wrote to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, and we're talking about different versions of that sexual sin, nor drunkards, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 1, Paul writes about the vile passions. Even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful. Remember Jesus taught in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, quoting Genesis, that from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. And the Lord taught in Mark chapter 7, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual immorality, murders. And in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is quoted, you have neglected the weightier matters of the law and the lesser. So the weightier matters of the law include do not commit adultery. And that includes the utter condemnation and prohibition of homosexual behavior. And of course, the Old Testament, we list the Bible verses from the Old Testament. And we quote from Genesis, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. For example, Leviticus 18.22, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. And then two chapters later, Leviticus 20 If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, it is tragic that, what, tens of millions of human beings have died tortured deaths from just one disease out of the many that are the normal consequences of homosexual behavior. We talk about 3 million people dying from COVID. Well, how about the 35 million that have died from AIDS? How about them? Acceptance of homosexuality became a curse to those people and their loved ones, though many, of course, are in denial about this. We also quote from Deuteronomy 22, a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man nor shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all who do so are an abomination to the Lord your God. 
In other words, men should not try to look like women and vice versa. In Genesis 19, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter, like the French Quarter in New Orleans, surrounded the house and they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so we may know them carnally. If you go to our website, kgov.com slash superfluous, then you'll see the list of the Christian leaders going gay. Worship leaders, authors, mega church pastors. They're destroying the ability of the church to know right from wrong. And that's in large part to our conservative Christian leaders. Large part is their fault. And they should admit it and repent. God bless you guys.